Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. The 57th Psalm was written by David as a description of his prayer and his feelings when he was trapped in a cave by Saul and his soldiers, and when he later escaped from his hiding place. The caption describes the psalm as Altashith, which word in the Hebrew means destroy not, and the prayer part of the psalm is a fervent entreaty for preservation from whatever cruel foe may threaten any of God's little ones. David had used the term destroy not when refusing to harm Saul when he had him in his power. Now in this psalm, he takes pleasure in using that same word on his own behalf as if to remind God that it was a sense of mercy God had put in him that caused him to spare Saul. The caption also calls the psalm a michtam, which has been translated as golden or precious secret. The psalm divides into two parts. The first is a prayer for mercy and deliverance from enemies. The second is written as if David was refreshed that his appeal for protection had been heard, and now his spirit can rejoice unfettered by alarms. It is a paean of praise and rejoicing. David had locked up in the jewel chest of his heart the secrets of comfort and happiness he had found through faith in God, and they sustained him in all the storms that with that went with being king of Israel. We shall be blessed as a nation if our leaders can find the same place. The first verse of the 57th Psalm reads, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto thee. For my soul trusteth in thee, yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. The phrase is twice repeated since the need was desperate. Exactly the same words are used in the second cry, for there was nothing David could say that would make them more urgent than he had already went. Christ prayed three times in Gethsemane, just like David repeating the same words, and necessarily so, for there were no stronger terms, none pledging greater commitment than he had already used, so he used the same words again. It is an effectual way to pray. It is the expression of a soul that has reached its highest level of plea and commitment and can only restate, restate rather the same things. The word from which mercy is translated literally means show your most tender affection to me in the way members of the cat family do when they purr over their young. The second phrase of the verse touches God's concern for David's soul as it being a gift from God himself and is calculated to greatly capture God's interest. How can he be unmerciful to a soul that is trusting in him? We cannot claim that we deserve mercy simply on the basis of having faith, for we have sinned. But we shall always find mercy from the sovereign grace of God when our very souls believe in God, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. David's exclamation about his soul, which is the very deepest part of his being, trusting in God, amounts to a commitment that the more he learns of God, the more he will walk in his ways, that each new lesson in holiness shall be met by obedience and changes in his personal behavior. This psalm is reference to the time when David was hiding from his enemies in a cave. The verse above looks past the stone sides and top of the cavern with its harsh rocky floor, more like a prison than a shelter, to see the beneficent protection of his benefactor. He did not choose to try to be king of Israel, 
Had Saul's hatred with the ugly intrigues it fostered come upon him because he was ambitious to be king? If he had agitated and campaigned for it, then he should have had little enough cause to complain at the resistance he met. But as an innocent shepherd boy flung into the bitter swirling wrath of national politics because of the flagon of oil poured on his head from the hand of the grizzled prophet, he had every right to look to God to sustain his life. And so he prayed, In the shadow of thy wings, not in a cold cave, will I make my refuge. To read this is to think of the cherubim with their golden wings touching, who stood in silent sentinel, casting their shadows down over the golden ark of covenant. God is still God. He wants to be so to you. Have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. The world is in chaos. You're here for a purpose. What does the Bible have to say about it all? I'm Mark Taylor, host of Crosspoint podcast and radio show, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I navigate the complexities of faith, culture, and personal growth. Each week, I interview a different guest who is making an impact on the culture for God's kingdom. Whether you're seeking spiritual guidance, true information, or a fresh perspective, this podcast equips you to discern truth in today's chaotic world. When Christianity intersects with everyday life, that's where you'll find Crosspoint, sometimes discussing the issues that some churches don't want to talk about. Look up Crosspoint with Mark Taylor wherever you get your podcast produced by KNO Radio and the Sky High Podcast Network.